0: been thinking about uh, sharing. Thank you, sir. I've been thinking about sharing a message that has helped me a lot over the last few weeks. I'm a big reader and I don't just read the Bible. I'm a I probably read 70%, 30%. Uh, 30% theology cuz I I teach and preach the Bible all the time. So I get plenty of that plus I've got degrees in and all that good stuff, but that's not I find great wisdom in reading broadly. There's a book I want you to see that I'm going to put up here on the screen. It's called The Molecule of More. Say that with me, please. Come on. The Molecule of More. You're college students, many of you, and so you're going to become researchers. Now, this is not a big book for people to read who got an issue with frankness, um, honesty, and um, it talks about sex. It talks about people who have sex, talks about why people have sex and happy, then they ain't happy, in love, out of love, uh, roaming around from this person to that person. It talks about all that stuff in a way that is profoundly powerful. So I'm going to mention that book again. I want you to make sure you just make a note of it. And um, if you're courageous, you want to read it, you can read it. Uh, It has helped me, and and I hope it will help you. I don't want to in any way make you think this is going to solve all of your problems, but it's going to answer a few of them. So repeat the topic with me, please. Say, who, who is playing, is playing with, my with my switches? I want you to think about this for a second and view, a, view this as a conversation about two light switches. Switch number one, switch number two. Switch number what? One. And switch number two. That's it, two switches. And in these next few minutes, and I mean very few, I want you to think about how these switches affect your life. It is my argument that it's like someone's playing with your switches. That's why you're happy one day, sad the next. That's why you're up, that's why you're down. Excited about college, not excited about college. Excited about loving somebody, and then not excited about loving somebody. I remember I saw a girl, I knew she was the one. I looked across the street and saw her, ran into a pole. True story. Middle school love, hot and fiery. And I'm telling you, it was true. For a minute, switch was on. But a few weeks later, switch was off. Anybody know about that? No, come on, anybody know about that? All right, yeah, yeah, okay. rest of y'all ain't going to tell the truth. Anybody know about that? Thank you very much. Switches on, switches off. You're going to be a this or that, a lawyer or whatever, and switches on. I'm going to be this, and then all of a sudden, bam, you don't want to be that anymore. Who's playing with your switches? Why people fall in love and out of love with everything. Now, just because I want to backtrack and make sure you're following me, there are notes. Notes, notes, notes are on the app. And so, I want you to see it up there. If you want to take a picture with your phone, you can. It takes you to the app. You can get the notes. The very thing I have in front of me, you can have in front of you. Leave it up for a minute, guys. But this is important for you to understand, especially if you're watching from home. This is important for you to understand. There There is a clear and simple way that God speaks to us because he wants us to understand. And I think that Christian communication sometimes is confusing. Things like, That's a sin. What does that mean? That's the devil. That's really scary. Holy Ghost told me. Ooh. Most people don't know what that means. And they don't know how to practically apply that. I want you to understand in these next 10, 15 minutes why you feel up and why you feel down. What I like about this book is it's secular. And it doesn't use any Christian language. It just simply says, here's what's happening. Here's what's going on inside your body. Now, the, the book title is The Molecule of More by Daniel Lieberman and Michael E. Long. And the subtitle is this, How a Single Chemical in Your Brain Drives Love, Sex, and Creativity and Will Determine, he says, his, his essence, his, he says, the fate of the human race. I um, don't know if I go that far, but I would say this. The argument is profound because here's what he says. There's something called dopamine. Can you say dopamine? Dopamine. (laughs) Mr. D. And he, he says this is the chemical that drives your passion for more, the molecule of more. And let me just put this quote up. I want you to listen to me quickly. Imagine you're walking to work on a familiar street and you traveled many times before, all of a sudden you, you notice that there's a new bakery. You've been there before? And, and you've never seen it. You immediately want to go in and see what they have. Now, this happened to me the other day. I was going someplace, and I saw a bakery. One was in New York, but twice this happened to me. And I just saw bakery, and I've been working out, trying to, you know, I'm doing good, you know, Trying to keep it down, because I'm telling you, I'm 65 now. I get older, it roll on you pretty quick. And um, man, I I I went I went to the bakery and I, as I opened the door, I just anticipated this is gonna be a moment. It's gonna be a moment. That's dopamine. It's it, it it's what he calls it's, it's the um, the chemical of anticipation. Dopamine takes charge and produces a feeling. Different from, in, from, from enjoying our how something tastes, say it again. That's dopamine taking charge when you go in that place, and it produces a feeling. Different from enjoying and how something tastes. In other words, it's, it's the pleasure of anticipation, if I can say it right. It drives anticipation. It's what makes you feel there's some possibility here that you've never had before. So you look at this person, right, and you have this imagination that because they have straight feet, beautiful eyes, and pretty lips or big muscles that somehow sex with this person will change your life. You will never be the same. And so in that moment, you find yourself. Drowning in this anticipation. Now, here's what you don't do in church. Admit this. What you do is just look at me. But everybody's been there. It may not be the bakery where you walk in wanting the donut. It may not be the car that you wanted until you got it. You remember that? You wanted the car and now you got it. The college you wanted to go to. The friends you wanted to have, the clothes you wanted to wear, the shoes you wanted to buy, all of that is this chemical called dopamine that sparks anticipation. And it's a good thing, it's not bad. You need a dream. You need to have something you want in your life. You need to have some passion that you're striving for. The problem is, it fools you. You can go back in your own history and say, it fooled me. I thought if I had this person, I thought if I went to this place, I thought if I got this car, I thought if I lost weight or gained weight or whatever it was, played on the basketball team, the football team, you had a great dream, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, one of the things he says in the book is you need some of that. Some of you don't have enough of it. There is a place for this to work, but here's what's true. You can't live with the first switch on. You've got to get to the next switch. Everybody repeat it with me, please. Say the here, and now. the here and now. He calls it H and N. Here and now switch. The here and now switch is called reality. And what happens is once you get what you dream to get, you make the money, you get the paycheck, you, get the, you fly first class, you get your plane, I don't care whatever it is. Once you get it, eventually that switch goes off and the other switch comes on. It's called reality. Here and now. You ever had somebody bring somebody home, like maybe your sister or brother brought somebody home, and the person's just enamored with them? Oh, they're just so wonderful. And you're going, but they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> the here and now... <laughs> Is gonna and you know that she don't know, she thinks she knows, she thinks she knows him, but you know you grew up with him. You know she lazy, you know she got stuff all over the place. She is dressed up, but her house is a mess. Don't get quiet. Come on, talk to me. Come on, say here and now that's the truth that comes alive over time, and when that happens. That's when you feel bad. Because now it's reality. So you got the promotion, you got the job, you got the title, and you got the paycheck, but you also have the responsibility here and now. You want a cute little baby running around it looks like you got one now, but now you got to feed them. They got attitude. They throw themselves out in the mall and stretch out on the floor. Everybody say here and now. Here and now. That's H and N. See, some of you are here and now right now. Right now, you're in the here and now. You wanted to go to college. You were so excited. Tell everybody, I'm going to college. I'm going to college. I'm going to college. 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 Oh, yes. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a whatever. And you got to the first class, class number one. I had the same experience. I walked in there. I was going to be a Bible college student. I'm a college student. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever. And I got there, and that dude gave me this thing called a syllabus. <laughs> I never won one class I went to, he has to read four books. I said, what, you got to be kidding. Like, read them all the way through. That's the first problem. Man. <laughs> read them all the way through. He has four books, and I look at how many pages in each book. Ten? No, 200, 250, three years. Who, like, who can read that much? I never read that much in my life. I read, you know, Matthew a little bit, you know, jump around a little bit, you know, <laughs> read a little bit of the Bible, but I never read that. I, I I was confused. And then I said, you know I have other classes. <laughs> here and now. Here and now is laundry. Oh, y'all know about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> here, here and now is gas. It's it's the here and now. And what's interesting is when you cut off the first switch, it fades. That's why some of you, <laughs> you're confused. I thought I loved you, but I don't feel love anymore. No, you're in the here and now. You're right, the first switch is off. Click. That's right, dopamine don't feel the same way. Click. You can go sleep with everybody you want to, but after so, it's over, click. You got to deal with the here and the now. It's not going to be some fantasy. The problem is, if you're not careful with the first switch, you think it's going to be this way all the time and you don't know how to live in the here and now. That's why you keep breaking up with folks. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't be in love more than how long? Because when you get to the here and now and you have to deal with communication and responsibility, people who have different opinions than you do. You're not good at that. You're good at kissing, hugging. That's easy. Going to the gym with people is easy. Rolling around and moaning and acting like you're happy, that's easy. Smiling and pretending, that's easy. That's easy work. Trust me. The hard work is the here and now. Say it again. Come on, people. Here and now. H and N. That's the hard work. So what I want you to do is I want you to learn from somebody. A guy named Judas. You might say, what do you mean by that? That's a big leap, Pastor Ricky. Yeah, I know. I want you to learn that what was said by this anthropologist, Helen Fisher, is amazingly true. She says these words Love, passionate love, lasts about 12 to 18 months. You have to, after that switch goes off, move to companionate, companion love. I will not always be impressed with your eyes. Diane has the prettiest eyes until they squint at you. <laughs> I've been looking at them for 40 some years. People say it sometimes. Your wife has some pretty eyes. Say, really? Look, hey, let me look at you again. You got some pretty eyes? <laughs> I ain't looked at them in a while. <laughs> squint at me. There are moments when you have to make this transition. And I'm saying this because if you get this, it will change your life. Because you'll say, when you start feeling dry or Empty, you can say, ah, double means off. The switch is down. The other switch is up now. Now I know how, why I feel the way I feel. I'm not going crazy. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not losing my mind. I am simply growing. Say that with me, please. Come on. Growing. Quick story. I'll read it fast. Judas Iscariot. Is that the guy that betrayed Jesus? Why are you talking about him? Because it's interesting. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, Judas is one of the 12 guys chosen to be with Jesus, which goes up. Dopamine. Ha! I'm going to be with Jesus. We're going to change the world, right? He's excited. chooses 12 guys, and Judas is scary is one of the guys. Then watch what happens. In John chapter 12, Judas becomes disappointed. He's been following Jesus around for about three years, a little over a year and a half now. Jesus is doing stuff that's kind of getting him upset. I want to read this to you, John chapter 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table. They used to recline when they ate like this. They laid back feet up, right? Verse 3, then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet, wiped his feet with it, and the house was filled with the fragrance. Now, they say this thing costs about a year's wage. She pours it on Jesus. Judas looks at this and says, hey, 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 why wasn't this perfume sold and given to the poor? It was worth a year's wage. Now, he did not say that because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as the keeper of the money bag, he was a treasurer. So he used to help himself to what was in it. He was going to steal some of the money. So when Jesus took, the, when Mary took this oil and poured it on Jesus, it was, in, in Judas' mind, a betrayal. Now, see, at this moment, switch number two is going to come up because he's in here and now. now see, all the excitement has gone. Jesus didn't do what he thought he was going to do. He didn't take over the Romans. He didn't conquer the world. And so now he's, he's talking about dying, and Judas is about tired of it. The here and now is not what Judas wanted to deal with. And that's why he betrayed Jesus. Because he didn't like what he saw. And he saw himself losing on his investment. It's so sad that we don't want to admit we've gotten into something for the wrong reason. Do you think you're in college for somebody else? Do you realize this is for you? Do you see this in the light that, that, that's, that says you are responsible and this is your life? Judas, Judas is somehow lost in this selfish place and he's lost himself. He's lost his perspective. And when the dopamine switch goes off and the here and now comes on, He becomes a selfish person who gets lost in himself, and he betrays Jesus. He betrays Jesus because he no longer felt excited. So you want to know why God cheats on you? Switch number one is off. You know why people betray you? Switch number one is off. They don't like the here and the now. Judas didn't like the reality that now there's a price Jesus has to pay. There's a sin issue. There's a cross issue. All the difficult stuff, he didn't want anything to do with. You see, some people, they want to deal with you as long as you're beautiful, as long as you're handsome, as long as you got money. But when the the dopamine switches off and reality sets in, all of a sudden now, you don't look the same. You don't feel the same. All of a sudden now, you don't like your teachers because they gave you a test. All of a sudden now, you're mad with your parents because they ask you, what you do with your money? All of a sudden now, when the here and the now clicks in, you get upset and get an attitude. See, Judas lost his way. Now, what's interesting is he was sorry he did. Later on, he went back. He, he, uh, he tricked, he, uh, he allowed the guys to give him money to betray Jesus. And he saw eventually he was wrong. As a matter of fact, he killed himself because of it. Because he, because he realized, somehow I'd been tricked. He didn't know what to do when the dopamine switch went off. And some of you are there right now. You don't know how to feel about your life because you don't feel that bubbly excitement anymore. Let me just help you. You're never going to be successful if you don't know how to deal with boredom and frustration and isolation. When Judas got to that place where he looked at what Jesus did, when he said, you're going to let that one pour that all on you? That's money all... I'm not going to get anything out of this deal. What I think I'm going to do is cash in. Hey, brother, look, I, I've turned him over to you. you looking for Jesus? I can help you. And he, he betrays Jesus. Then when he betrays Jesus, watch this, he then learns, man, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have made that decision. And so in the middle of, watch this, in the middle of that moment, he has this rush of guilt that he can't shake. Is that you? You made a decision. You realize now you were wrong. Pastor, you're right. You're right. I got frustrated because I didn't feel that excitement I originally felt. The dopamine switch was off. I didn't feel I had this anticipation that this relationship was going to be whatever. And so because it wasn't what I thought it would be, I started cheating. Because it wasn't what I thought it would be, I'm, I'm going to drop out of school now because it's not fun anymore. I got I to take tests. I've got, I've, got, I've got debt, I've, I've driven up because I was so excited in the beginning, but now I've got debt and so now I'm gonna give up. What's amazing is Judas makes the biggest mistake of his life, he gives up. Don't you give up, grow up. Yeah. I think I'm gonna stop there because y'all clap. Stand on your feet, I'm done. <laughs> Quit while you're here. (laughs) You know what's hard about preaching? Getting people to see one thing. And sometimes you keep talking past the one thing. If you got the one thing, I'm done. I wanted you to understand that first switch is wonderful. I'm starting a publishing company. I'm excited, man. I got dopamine flying all in my body right now. Anticipation. I write, like writing and reading. But I understand there's a, that switch can't stay on. There's the work part of it. And I understand that there's an element of discipline and focus I have to have to get to my next dream. I'm anticipating, I'm excited, but also know I'm gonna have days when I am bored, when it is hard work, when it's not fun and it will cost me something. I've gotta learn. How to live when the switch is off. I've got to learn how to say I'm in the second switch, H and n now here and now, the reality switch I'm in I'm in the land of hard work and sacrifice and nobody's with me. Lift your hand with me, please come on. nobody's with me. you've been there? Nobody, 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 nobody. Just me and you, Lord. just me and you in the homework. just me and you in the book. just me and you and this little child I got to raise. just me and you in this pregnancy just me and you nobody. Just me and you in this here and now, on this job. Nobody can help me today by myself, but I got you. And I've got to grow up in this moment. So, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name, help us grow up. Help us stop complaining and whining. Help us understand this is our dream. Say it with me, please. This is my dream I will not let anyone, come on, join me. I will not let anyone play with my switches. Hands down, look at me for a second. Ooh, can't tell that story. I want to tell it, but I can't tell it. I'll edit this. can't tell that to her. <laughs> you missed like. i I'm working on it. You know your temptations. You let somebody play with your switches. Have you with all this anticipation flooding you. That's why when pornography does that. When you watch pornography, guys, lies to you. Anticipation. It's a lie. You're going to never meet that person. That's a confused woman, man on there. Flooding you with anticipation. Sitting there drooling over your phone. That's not real. This is real. In my life, I've had people that play with my switches. Friends that play with my switches. Made me dream the wrong dreams. I almost didn't make it to be Pastor Rick several times. Playing with my emotions. I am thankful by God's grace. I found my way here. Now I want to close this out with prayer. I said a lot tonight and I haven't done this in a while. If I said something that spoke to you in some way, come to this altar and let me just pray. Just come on up here. Anybody says, what you said spoke to me in some way. You don't have to come, but if you feel you need to, you want to. I just want to pray. I'm going to pray a prayer. That's all I'm going to do. I'm like you, I almost didn't make it here. I almost um, got trapped in sex, almost got trapped in, I never got trapped in drugs, I couldn't smoke nothing, that didn't work. I didn't want to drink nothing, I didn't like being high, I got high time too, I didn't like it, it made me feel funny. But name the other bondages, I almost got me. Pride almost got me, fear almost got me, insecurity almost got me. Fear of education, fear of failure, I don't, I don't like my hearing now. This job is hard. I deal with death every week, two or three times. I have to negotiate million dollar issues all the time. I ain't, lying. I ain't making that up either. It's expensive. It's intimidating, it's emotional. It's academically challenging. I've had several difficult conversations this week already helping people through issues. I'm the 911 they call, I feel the pressure of it. My here and now is tough. I don't complain about it, but it's tough. Here's what I know, I gotta grow up. And to go up, I gotta grow up. I've gotta change my attitude toward my here and now. And I can't be afraid of it. And let me say this to you, ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for me. Say something, that I say to myself, and don't you ever forget it. Say nobody is planning for my success. Think about that. If you give up, you give up in the here and the now. Nobody is going to fund you. You don't save money. You don't get serious about your money and stand out of debt and, and fixing your attitude. You will flunk out of school. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what. There's people in this room who didn't finish because they didn't pay attention to the here and now, and they'll tell you that. I ain't putting them down, they'll tell you that. Some of them had to go back to school 20 years later because when they had your opportunity, they ignored the here and now. Your here and now is not about finding a man or a woman. It ain't about hooking up with somebody. Your here and now is about you fixing your life so you can have the kind of life God has for you. Come on, clap your hands, let me tell you the truth. So, Lord, I leave this service today trusting you, blessing all those who've come to this altar and many who are watching from home. I pray for them in Jesus' name. This wasn't my best presentation, but it's the truth presentation. Everything I said wasn't perfect. Couldn't find my words sometime, but who cares? Message is simple. We need you in the here and the now. We need you, God, to help us be real and not be phony. We need you to help us step over ourselves. We need you to help us keep going. We need you to move in your spirit on our lives. We need you to help us not be afraid. And so we leave this altar. We leave this service today clear in our minds. And we're not going to let anybody play with our switches. We understand that dopamine is going to come on. We're going to feel excited about things, going anticipate things. We want things. That's great. But when it cuts off and we got to get to the here and now, we're going to be mature people and embrace it with maturity and confidence. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Did I help you today? I did. You can go back to your seats. God bless you. I want to pray one final prayer as you go back to your seats. When you get back to your seats, I'm going to pray one final prayer. For some of you, after this service, you'd say, Pastor, my issue is I have never given my life to Christ. And you can stand because we're going home. I'm done. We're you know, we leaving. I ain't staying long now. Y'all know me. I'm done. I already done went five minutes more than I plan to go. Stand on your feet. If you know your, your walk with God is not where it needs to be, I want you every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to pray a prayer for you. Because for some of you this is the moment that you can make the decision in the here and now right here I need to really get serious about my walk with God with every head bowed every eye closed for your privacy if you would say that and if you're watching from home you join me in this prayer if you say pastor pray for me because I want to leave out of here and I want to be truly committed to God I, I understand that you can get excited about Jesus and you know feel excited and but I don't just want excitement. I want a real relationship with God. With every head body, every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. You say, pray for me. I walk with God. I see one, I see two. I see three, I see four, I see five, I see six. I see seven, I see eight, I see nine, I see 10, I see 12, I see 14, I see 15. I see 16. I see more. I see. In the name of Jesus, I see more. I see more. Every hand lifted. Father, we pray for them that this would be the beginning of a new walk with Jesus. That they would say, this was the service. And in that 31-minute talk talk with Pastor Rick, I realized that I needed to make a decision to serve Christ. I'm not going to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be mature. I have to embrace you, willing to surrender my life. And so today, I surrender my life. Can we all pray with them? Say, Lord, today is the day that I grow up. I go to a new place. I invite you in my life. I, I invite you to be the Lord of my life from this day forward, in Jesus' name. Father, those who are home, the same thing is true. And those who are watching on demand, may the grace of God be with them. We pray healing and grace for those who would say, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. May this be that moment they say, I will never be the same. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen.